Hey everyone, welcome back to another Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. Today I sat down with Neil Herbst, founder and co-owner of Alley Cat Brewing in Edmonton, Alberta. We talk about some of Neil's philosophies that have helped him build a successful business and how growing up on a farm helped him understand the brewing process from a unique perspective. We also talk about some of his passions outside of work and where he sees both himself and Alley Cat in the next five years. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to another Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. Today, I am chatting with Neil. He is the co-owner of Alley Cat Brewing in Edmonton, Alberta. Is that right? You betcha. How's it going? It's going well. Good, good. Thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. So Alley Cat, I guess the first question I've always wanted to ask is, where did the name come from? Oh, man. That's a bad question to start off. Oh, come on. Oh, too much beer, too late at night, cats in the alley. Seriously. Really? Yeah, because we'd we'd tried a gajillion names and tested them out on people and everyone. Like, I don't know, maybe my friends all have filthy minds, but there was some nasty connotation to every name we came up with. Yeah. And so this was after a, a long night of, of drink. <laughs> hey, but it's uh, become an icon in Edmonton and Alberta, so something something fits with it for sure. Although the K probably wasn't a good idea. That throws people off, does it? There's a lot of email I don't get. Oh, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, that was intentional. So, and, and actually, as a shout out to potential employees, that's always a, a, the first test on a resume. Yes. Did you get the name spelled right? Yeah, that, I saw a guy once, he was asking me directions. I was downtown Calgary, and he had the address of where he was going for a job interview. I could see his, on his resume. And he had sweet, like it was sweet, you know, 305 or whatever. And he had sweet spelled S-W-E-E-T. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is not going to end well for you today. So yeah, get your spelling right. That's always good advice. So you say you're the co-owner of Alley Cat. Who's, who's uh, the other owners then? So my spouse, okay. LaVon, yeah. is, uh, is the other owner. And has that been that way since day one? No, uh, we started off or I started off with another partner guy by the name of Richard, who after a couple of years for various personal reasons decided he wanted out. And uh, so Levon took the, the opportunity to buy in and I guess it was about a year later that she joined and she was working here until about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So she's retired now and left me on my own. Nice. But dinners do turn into meetings. Yes. Yeah. I know <laughs> that would be unavoidable. Overall though, was it a fairly positive experience working? I mean, because obviously there's there are horror stories out there of working with your spouse. Has has it been that way for you guys? Has it been overall pretty good? Or actually, it's it's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are you know, <laughs> disagreements <laughs> at times, but we've managed to work all those out. But I, I think we have really complementary skills. She's probably the most detailed person I know. Right, like she'll find on a financial if you're out. By half a cent, she'll find it. <laughs> Whereas I'm, I'm more of a generalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, That's what I'd be scared of: is my wife looking at all my all my receipts, going, "How long did you spend at that place for?" Or, <laughs> you said you were busy that night. Yeah, this tells me that you were at the same place for three hours. Uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I guess on a day to day basis, when you first started the brewery. What was your job? What was your role when you first started? So I started off as as the brewer. So I was kind of the the inside guy. 
Okay. My partner and I worked on recipes, the original recipes, but primarily once we got going, he was looking after the sales marketing side of it. And I was looking after the inside, after the, the brewing and the technical part. And then how has that role for you changed? Like, what do you focus on mostly now day to day? I still work on the technical stuff a little bit. The brewers now are doing most of the recipe creation, you know, for all the back alley brews. And even the seasonals are primarily their their recipes now. I am always happy to throw in my two bits, but I'm basically a front office guy nowadays. Right. So when you first started then, I guess, what made you decide to start a brewery in the first place? I guess it was kind of the start of the craft brewing renaissance in the U.S. And we saw that happening down there. I was a big home brewer, belonged to the Edmonton Home Brewers Guild, which has always been a pretty strong home brewing club in town, uh, actually in Canada. It's one of the better ones, uh, one of the more successful ones, right. I think. So at any rate, was working for the province, was kind of getting tired of working for the province and was looking for something that was a little more hands-on and something that produced something you could see. Yeah. Or drink. Or drink, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's nice. So at that time, that was 95, right, that you started? Yeah, so we built the brewery in 94. We actually started planning in 93, okay. got licensed in, I think it was June or something of 94. And we didn't obviously want to build anything until we had a license. Right. Because it was just after privatization. So they were unsure how they were going to license oh, right. startup breweries. So we had the space here by, I guess, August and started installing and building. And So at that time, so you guys were in around probably a little bit before Grizzly Paw then, a little bit before Wild Rose. Yeah. What other breweries were kind of popping up in Alberta at the time? Uh, so there would have been a few. So in Edmonton, there was the Flanagan and Sons, which had been originally Strathcona Brewing Company, which okay. people might remember. Yeah. There was Banff Brewing, right. which started up about the same time, which oddly was in Calgary. <laughs> and then there was Bow Valley Brewing, which was I remember that. was out in Canmore. Yeah. Brewsters, of course, they'd Brewsters, been around. Yeah. yeah, they'd been around several years before us. And yeah. I think we're just as we started, we're just starting to build a brewery in Edmonton. And then it sort of plateaued again for for quite a few years after that. Yeah, hey? for a long time, there were, I think, about a dozen breweries in Alberta. And, you know, some would come and go, but it seemed to be... Like when we started up Alberta Small Brewers Association in 2013, I believe it was, there were, I think, 12 or 13 breweries there, yeah. and that was pretty much everybody. Well, when we did our Banff show, ABF, we wanted it to be Alberta only. Mm-hmm. And that was... So that we just did our fourth year, and there was... I think 21 breweries and distilleries in the province. And I needed all of them to do that. And even AGLC was surprised that there was that many. They're like, let me see that list. They're like, oh, so, and then that, you know, that being four years ago and then where we are now is, that's Oh, it's crazy. Like, I think we're, I know, north of a hundred licenses for breweries now. Mm -hmm. 150, I believe, last time I checked in terms of just craft licenses. Right. Yeah. Insane. When you first started the brewery, did you guys have a set of principles or a philosophy that you kind of, you know, worked with in terms of how you made your beer, what types of beer you're going to make, anything like that? We wanted to brew beers that were more flavorful and we wanted to push the envelope a little more. Well, there was really no envelope pushing at the yeah. moment. So we, we wanted to push that a little bit and we just wanted really high quality, consistent beers. Do you remember like what your first 
you know, core brands were at that time? Yeah, sure. They were cleverly named Alley Cat Wheat and Alley Cat Amber. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I remember that actually. And then, so you started with the two? Yeah. And then how long until you started developing new recipes? Pretty soon because the idea was always to do seasonal. So our first seasonal was apricot. Okay. And it just never ended. Yeah. I think the summer of 95. So, yeah. You mentioned one of your favorite failures was the reformulating of full moon and then having to backtrack on that. Can you kind of explain what happened there? Yeah. So we were toying around thinking we should come out with an IPA. And I said, well, we've got a pale ale and we can just move it up and, you know, hop at the same hop character, but just a little more bitter, a little more hop flavor aroma, perhaps. We did that and we got tons and tons of pushback from consumers who are our full moon lovers who said, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So then you you reverted back to the old recipe? Yeah. So we actually had a party. We called it the hashtag blame Neil. <laughs> <laughs> How many years ago was that? A few years ago? Yeah. Oh, that would be going back uh, probably five years ago okay. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so now the full moon is closer to what it was originally now? For everybody out there, it is exactly the <laughs> same. <laughs> I think what's nice about the brewing industry is people do experiment and they take chances. So the fact that you were able to be like, oops. I, I guess that was one that we need, but even bringing it back, I mean, hey, Coke screwed out that up, right? They, well, br- they brought back their old recipe. So if they can do it, anyone can. So before Alley Cat, I just want to kind of go back and, you know, kind of see where all this all kind of came from. So you were born and raised in a, in a village yeah. called Warner and it, that's in Southern Alberta by Lethbridge. Yeah. Population 363, I think when I Googled it. Yeah, it was 400 when I was there, but... You left and everyone's like, screw it, I'm leaving yeah. too. And actually, I, I grew up on a farm just outside of Warner. Okay. And I was going to ask you that, if you, if you actually grew up like within the town or village or, or if you grew up... So you grew up on a farm, so obviously yeah. a heavy rural influence. And what else did you do? Play hockey? What other hobbies were there besides rock picking and... Uh... Yeah, there was a lot of rock picking. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't play hockey. Played a little bit of basketball, very, very poorly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, just did most of the things rural kids used to do, probably don't know who to do anymore because like we had a little, I don't know, it was this strange little cut down, I think it was a Pontiac. So the frame had been cut in half to shorten it. And then a little 12 horsepower auger engine was put on it for power and a bus seat was welded onto the chassis. And we roared around the countryside in that. Not CSA approved, I'm guessing. No, no roll bars. <laughs> no, not CSA. Got yeah. stopped by the RCMP one day. They weren't really amused. <laughs> they were like, huh, I don't know if this is loud or... That's funny. Yeah, the things that happen... Who knows? Like, I don't know. Do you know? Like, did, did, did farm... I mean, I'm sure farm kids are still getting into crazy trouble like that these days, but there's just fewer of them. Yeah, yeah, I would bet. I mean, it's, it was uh, pretty... I don't think parents were, certainly weren't helicopter parents like we are today. Yeah. I mean, they were, it was, you know, hey, get out of the house, see you at dinner. Totally. Well, my kids, like my oldest is in grade two and it wouldn't even occur to me to let her walk to school by herself. And when I was in grade two, I was walking to school by myself like (laughs) for probably two years at that point. So, (laughs) hey, I'm guilty of being the helicopter parent, I guess. 
When you were growing up on in Warner, did you have any aspirations of what you wanted to be when you're when you grew up? Uh, not really. I think everybody, you know, probably wanted to be an astronaut or read a lot of science fiction. Yeah, you know the usual. But I think the my assumption was I would end up farming. Right. And then did you end up farming for, for a while? Um, I farmed for a short time. Yeah. It turns out that my lovely wife wasn't very keen on, on farming. Yeah. Not that she tried it. Yeah. But she did visit the farm and... <laughs> She's like, oh no, this isn't going to happen. No. When did you move from Warner then? After I graduated from high school, I went to the University of uh, Lathbridge. Yeah. And then because I farmed a little bit, it took me five years to do a degree then. And uh, so once I graduated i we both moved to well lavon and i moved to edmonton okay so when you think about brewing and having a strong farming background growing up doing it does that influence how you brew beer like like i guess thinking about you know like i don't know if the if the science of it is right but just you know understanding where it comes from does that help you understand how the brewing process works or is there any correlation there at all uh, no, I think there is a correlation because I, I mean, I, I grew barley. Yeah. You know, I know what a hop plant looks like. Yeah. You know, so I have a sense of the ingredients and I think most brewers have that as well, but I also have a sense of how stuff works and how, how to fix stuff, how to, you know, how to problem solve. Right. So I have, I have a theory and you can strike this down if <laughs> you think it's stupid, but because I, when I visit a lot of breweries, I, I kind of have like three sort of types of breweries. And they're all on some sort of continuum, but, you know, I would say that there's some breweries that are science first, Mm -hmm. there's others that are sales first, and then there's others that are marketing first. And then they're, they're the other things, but they're primarily one. And then as, as their strong point, and I've always thought of you guys as being very technical and very science focused first. Is that, would that be a fair thing to say? Um, geez, I hope my marketing folk don't listen to this, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that. I mean, we're very, very much focused on the quality side. And like from day one, we had a lab here, which I think is probably at the time wasn't the norm. Well, I know it wasn't the norm. <laughs> I would guarantee you that was not the norm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I've always just, you know, and I was talking to David Foster about that once. Jason Foster, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, why does that not sound like <laughs> Jason Foster? I'm like, well, there's three types of breweries. And I was talking, and then he's just like, hold on a second. What, what, why are there three types of breweries? <laughs> but in my head, because when I visit breweries, it just, I think of it. I'm like, okay, this is a science first brewery, or this is a marketing first brewery or whatever, you know? And and they they focus on the other things, but they came from one of those areas, in yeah. my opinion, you know? So. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't heard that before, but I think that's reasonably accurate yeah because those are sort of the three corners of of i mean you got to make beer you got to sell it you got to market it and drink it and maybe it's a square i don't know and, and yeah it's probably a square I'll, <laughs> I'll turn it into a square there now it's a square you had mentioned that you worked for the government i also know that you're a speech writer a researcher and a policy advisor so what did you do for the government then when i moved to edmonton i actually moved here to work at the legislature levon moved to work for um I don't know, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it was called at the time, but it, the employment insurance guys. Okay. So at any rate, I I was working at the legislature as an intern. So worked with MLAs, did some speech writing there, did some research, traveled around with them, that sort of stuff. And then after that, it was just a 10-month program. And after that, I worked for Progressive Conservative Caucus, writing speeches and doing research. 
and then from there moved to work at Advanced Education. And that department sort of split off for a while and changed. And basically, I left when it had gone full circle. We became Advanced Ed again. So it just seemed like a kind of see i've been on the merry-go-round yeah. for one, one full round a little bit of a circle it's like okay i yeah. get what happens next we'll we'll move on how so when you moved to edmonton to when you started the brewery how many years was that well let's see we moved up here in 82 so would have been 12 years yeah wow so looking at kind of the next you know step for you kind of thing you're married you have two kids correct yeah are they involved in the brewery my daughter works for us part-time yeah she's getting into social work she just is has now a full fully employed social worker so her hours are i think she'll work for us this summer and then that's probably it okay but yeah so she has been working doing marketing for us and my son worked for a while he did sales for a little time did some production work for a while but no they're both both out of the brewery so there's no plan to kind of like for the next generation to come in and take over Alley Cat. No, no, no. At Which least not good. at this stage. Who knows? I think there's a, there's a lot of, like, I find a lot of, like, businesses, relatively speaking, they always kind of want that for their kids to take it over. And I, I always felt that's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Like, it's it was your vision to do this. You know, it's not necessarily your kid's vision to, you know, continue it on kind of thing. So you had mentioned to me that in, when I asked you where you see yourself in five years, you want to be semi-retired. Yeah. So that's kind of the direction I'm going. Yeah. So what would you say your role would be in, in Alley Cat at that point? If, if you're, so you're here, say half the time, what, what are you here to do? Disrupt. <laughs> Just like, that's wrong. <laughs> I'll have one of those. And then, and then, so I guess, do you have like some sort of plan to like, is there, is there, Someone that you're kind of grooming to kind of run this place? or So over the last several years, we've put in what I think is a pretty good management team. I'm very proud of them. They're doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, very well, actually. So that that was the sort of the plan is so that Levon and I could step back. Right. And act more like a, a board of directors yeah. as opposed to, to day-to-day. Just the day-to-day. Okay, so that's let's say that's half your time. Then the other half, what kind of passions, what, what kind of hobbies do you have that would take up the rest of your life? Oh, pro- probably homebrew. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> but no, we'd, we'd, uh, we're trying to do a little more travel these days. Yeah. So certainly that we sail. Yeah. So do some more sailing, do some more cycling. So when you sail, cause you were saying you sail just outside of Edmonton. Yeah. So what, what's the lake called? Wobman. Wadman. And you do go to the ocean from time to time? Yep. So how did you get into sailing? Like that just seems like to me, it just seems like a steep learning curve. Is it? No? No, not really. I mean, we started off because we were just fairly new to Edmonton. We were looking for something to do. And Levon said, hey, there's, you know, all this sailing course out at like Lac St. Anne. So let's go do that. So we sort of got the bug. And how many years ago was that? Oh, a long time ago. A long time ago? <laughs> yeah. I was laughing on your notes. You had favorite song, Fearless Wonder Dog. Yeah. I got to, I got to download that. What, who <laughs> sings Fearless? It sounds like a soundtrack on like a kid's movie or something like Actually, that. Actually, it is a kid's song and I can't remember who sang it originally. Maybe Hoyt Axton or somebody like that. Yeah. And I'm probably wrong. 
<laughs> but it was a, a song that we I used to sing to my kids when they were little. Oh, yeah. yeah they hate it to this day. They hate it. <laughs> uh, I was talking to Terry Andreo the other day, and I asked him what his favorite song, and one of them was Shout. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So every now and again, it comes on my iPod, and my wife looks at me like, "Why? how did you download this song? I'm like, hey... It's one of my agreements to myself is anytime someone says they have a favorite song. So I'm going to have to add that to my list. <laughs> well, hopefully my it kids will come. like it. <laughs> I asked you talking to a young person, if you had any advice that you'd give them and you said, go with your passion. And then in brackets you had, that's probably valedictorian BS. <laughs> but you know, it, I guess it is, it is true because it is a cliche, but is that is that the advice you'd give a younger person is follow their passions? Well, yeah, with but be careful about it. I mean, you know, if you want to be a whatever, certainly go for it. But you've got to have a plan. I mean, you can't just, you know, I want to be a race car driver and get yourself a big fast car and go race. Like you got to learn it. Yeah. I mean, you've got to. So certainly, it helps to have some passion for for what you want to do. But you also have to have a passion to learn it. Yeah. I asked that to a person once and I wasn't trying to be rude, believe it or not, but they're really passionate about golf and they wanted to become a pro golfer. And I asked him like what he was doing to make that happen. And he kind of looked at me like confused. And I said, well, I don't see you ever going out and practicing. Like this is dead of winter, mind you. But I'm like, you don't seem to be building towards that. So like, what, what is it that, like, how are you going to get there? You know? And, and, you know, so I agree, like, yeah, it's great to have a passion, but yeah, if you're not like making steps to get to that, it's, it's almost like buying a lottery ticket. The chances are very. No, exactly. And I had this conversation with my son when he was fairly young, cause he, he played a lot of hockey and loved playing hockey. That was his thing. Just like, if he could just play hockey. That's all he would have done. And so, he said, you know, I want to be a hockey player when I grow up. I said, well, that's great. So, uh, you know, go for it, like, yeah. please. But let's let's do a little bit of analysis here. So how many kids are playing hockey in Edmonton? We sort of added up and, okay, that's one province. So how many kids are playing hockey across Canada? Well, we figure that out. How many guys are there playing hockey in the NHL? I said, you know, it'd be good if you just had a backup. Yeah, plan B is always plan good. B. Yeah. So what was his plan B? To be an electrician, actually. Yeah, that's an awesome plan B. And he still plays hockey. Yeah. So he's got the best of both Exactly. Worlds. When you look back at what you've accomplished, starting in business first, is there something that you would say you're proud of? I'm proud of what we've managed to, to create and with Alley Cat. I think, you know, I'm very proud of the beers we put out of here. I'm proud of the staff that work for us. I think pretty happy with the fact that we've managed to, I think, sort of blaze the way for a lot of other breweries. I've worked pretty hard, both Levon and I have worked pretty hard to sort of open up brewing in, in Alberta. Now in your personal life, same question, but is there something that stands out that you're most proud of in your personal life? Probably my kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to be proud of your children. That's good. I think there's some people that aren't, so it's good that that's your answer. <laughs> so your son's an electrician and your your daughter, who I've met many times because she's worked here on yeah. and off for the past few years, she's going in to become a social worker, you said? Yeah, she is a social worker now. Wow. Yeah. Graduates on June 6th, I believe. Yeah. Good for her. 
social workers and nurses, I look at them and I think, God bless you for being able to do that. Because <laughs> it's day to day, you know, I guess in the big picture, there's a lot of, you know, it's a rewarding career, but there's a lot of just hard realities that they that they deal with on a day-to-day basis yeah i don't i wouldn't have the patience no no me me neither i just want to say thank you because obviously with you know alberta beer festivals you guys have always supported us and and uh, we wouldn't be anything that we are without guys like yourself that have just always supported us we really appreciate that one of the last times i was here I saw actually a, a, an old plaque trophy that you guys still had hanging on the wall from the first beer festival that we did in 2005. Oh, yeah. So I was pretty <laughs> happy good. to see that. But <laughs> no, just want to say thank you. Really appreciate the support and yeah, keep doing what you guys do. It's, well, thank it's you. Amazing. This has been a lot of fun. And, you know, you guys do an awesome job with the festival. I mean, that's top notch. So it's one of our favorites. Nice. When you say one of your favorites, that implies that there's something above it so we'll do, we'll talk about that offer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome man thanks so much okay take, thank take you care. hi everybody my name is mark Condrat. i'm the host of the let's meet for a beer podcast each week i have a conversation with community builders and entrepreneurs who have inspired me personally for more information on this podcast please visit let's meet for a beer.com and for information on other projects i'm working on please visit albertabeerfestivals.com. Thanks again for your support. Remember to tune in next week for another Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. Music.